This week on the Picture Line podcast, we're talking to commercial lifestyle and wedding photographer and instructor, India Earl. To find out more about India, you can check out her Instagram and website at the link in our show notes. You can sign up for our Get to Know Your Camera classes at PictureLine.com. Learn the fundamentals of your camera from the menu system to exposure principles to lighting, composition, and more. Sign up for the eight-part course now by going to PictureLine.com and clicking on Classes. We have several events coming up at PictureLine that you can check out in the events section at PictureLine.com, including our Westcott Lighting Seminar and Workshop with Westcott Pro, Ian Spinier. Get all the info and registration details at PictureLine.com and click on Events. Now on to the show. My guest this week on the Picture Line podcast is a Utah-based photographer named India Earl. India, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's such an honor. Well, yes, um, <laughs> we're honored, absolutely. Um, would you, India, list off all the types of photography that you do? Okay. If it's just one Here type, go. you know, go for it. Okay, couples, Okay. weddings, mm-hmm. elopements. Um, couples, <laughs> no, I've been doing a lot more commercial work okay. lately too. That's kind of where I'm shifting my business, but yeah, it's mostly been like heavily based, um, around couples, anniversaries, just anything that has to do with love, mm-hmm. I guess. And, uh, yeah, now it's moving more towards a commercial direction cause I think it's fun. What, uh, so, I mean, what kind of took you that direction just because you enjoy it or was there, I did a specific shoot last spring. Um, and it was a lookbook or like a catalog lookbook. I don't know. And it was so much fun, like working with models and like working with a team and having like a bunch of people come together to make something really cool. And it was also really cool. Cause I could just, I could just put all my energy into shooting and the settings and light and like the creative side of things mm-hmm. rather than like I don't know, being in charge of everything all at once. So I don't know. It was just like a lot of fun. And I was like, I think I want to try doing that a little bit more. And I did um, a few more uh, lookbooks this past month. And I've just, I don't know, I have a lot of fun with it. And I like working with companies that I'm like really passionate about supporting. So, yeah. yeah. So saying that this is was kind of an adjustment for you that you liked not having to worry about the business side of things. Are you primarily sort of in charge of the business sides of things for most of the stuff that you've done before now? Yeah, I, yeah, I do all of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I do that, have a team now, but what? What does that entail? Like, so before you had a team, okay. what did it look like for you to run the business side of your photography? Oh, it was a show. It was like, I was spending 10 hours a day running the business and then like, Anytime I would have extra time, I would be editing and shooting, Mm -hmm. which to me, that was like super backwards of like what I really wanted to do. And I feel like a lot of uh, photographers, once they get busy enough, they have that problem of like the business taking over and then like the creativity and like the passion getting pushed aside and then like not being able to like put energy towards that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why a lot of people, I think, get burnt out. So I'm like a huge like supporter of outsourcing everything like I got an assistant last year and she basically took over all my emails booking travel like uh back-end work I guess and now I just get a focus on like the stuff I really love and now my business has grown even more in the past few months with um doing like educational resources for photographers online and things like that and so that has basically driven me to you know have a whole team of people for my website, a business mentor, uh, customer support, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. 
it's good because now I can like actually put my energy into what made me start all of this in the first place and what makes me passionate. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm ranting, but basically like anytime you take care of your passion, your business grows. And I don't know, like when you're burnt out, you're not going to be like trying to get better Mm -hmm. or I don't know, like when I feel like I'm on fire shooting and things like that and I'm like really proud of my work, that's when I finally feel like I'm connecting with the right people and they're seeing my work and they're seeing the value and they're seeing what I want them to see in my photos. And in turn, that makes my work worth more. And I don't know, it's just like a circle, I guess, that goes around and around. So what's the relationship then between being able to do what inspires you, what excites you, what you're passionate about versus combating that that burnout that you talked about? Because it sounds like, um, I don't know, maybe if you were able to go back, would you say that you would do things differently It went back when you were just a one-person operation? Is there something that you would do differently there? Yeah, I mean... I, w- I honestly wish I would have outsourced earlier. Like, I wish I would have gotten an assistant before because for me, I was really afraid of letting go of that control over my business. Like, of, you know, my emails and, like, what I'm book- when I'm booking, when I'm working, like, who I'm working with, where. Like, that was really, really terrifying for me to hand off to someone else. Um, but, like, as soon as I did, it was amazing because, like, before that, I, I have this problem where, I- and I feel like a lot of, uh, photographers, at least in the wedding industry, have this problem where you get so emotionally attached to people and their stories and you just want to like say yes to everything that comes in, even if it's not in your best interest. Mm. Like I was saying yes to everything, even if I like literally did not have the time or energy to do it. Um, and so that led to me being like so burnt out. I was like not unhappy, but I feel like I was just not myself. I wasn't producing great work. I wasn't, I I don't know. I just kind of felt like I was carrying around a guilt and a shame of like, I should be giving more time to my clients. And like, because I'm taking on too many, I can't. And I'm just kind of like doing a half-assed job for them just to like get things out of the door. And so it was really hard for me to learn to say no. And I guess that would be like, I don't know. That's what I really wish I would have learned in the first place is because I, like, because I do get so emotionally attached to when someone emails me saying mm-hmm. they've always wanted me to be their photographer or something like that. It's so hard turning those down. And like, I mean, now I have an assistant, so she just turns them down for me and I don't see them. So I don't sure. have to get all <laughs> emotional about it. But, um, yeah, I feel like just learning how to balance like life and then how to balance work. And like, I don't know, it's hard to like separate those two things though, because like, my work is what I'm passionate about. Even the business side of things. I love business. I love photography too, like equally. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for me to shut my brain off and to kind of be like, okay, no, like I'm separating this. This is my like personal lifetime. This is business time. And at least in the wedding industry, it's also really hard because like our lives are scheduled out a year in advance. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm going to take a weekend off, I have to schedule it like right now for next December. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like, a, I don't know. It's just so tricky. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that you love business. Right. Um, and I, I think that's interesting because I'm, I'm hearing you, you talk about the conflict between the business side and the creative side. And I think that there's an expectation for a lot of photographers who don't have assistants, who don't have teams around them to be able to do things that might seem to be kind of at odds personality wise. Right. Do, you, do you think there's a conflict between the creativity of photography 
and the requirements of like the business mindedness you need to be successful in that? Do you see? Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. Like I have the personality type where I, I just love getting stuff done. Like I like to check things off my to-do list. I've always been passionate about like business type things. I don't know why I just, I don't know, but yeah, like for sure. Like it has so much to do with people's personalities and like who they are. And like, I feel like it's so important to know like what you're good at and what you suck at. And that's when like outsourcing comes in and like, just, it's so cheap to outsource stuff too. Like if you hate doing stuff for your website, outsource it. If you Mm. hate doing emails, like I do outsource it. If you hate editing, you can outsource it. And it really isn't that much. And like you end up making way more money when you like designate your time towards what your strengths are in, um, rather than like fumbling around trying to figure out how to handle all of it at once. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting point to make is, is that, that idea of looking forward to how it's going to benefit you in the long term. just because mm-hmm. when, I, when I hear you say, just outsource the stuff that you're bad at, um, as much as that makes sense, I think the, the response that you're going to get, or maybe the pushback on that is well, I can't afford an assistant. I oh can't gosh, afford to yeah. outsource that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, can you, can you speak to that a little bit oh, more? It's just- so much more affordable than you think it is. Like when, with my first assistant, like we just started out with having her do an hour a day for five days a week. Mm -hmm. And like, she is so freaking good at like the admin side of things. And she actually enjoys it, which is crazy to me. But like what she does in those five hours a week would take me probably 20 hours a week Mm -hmm. because it's just not my personality type. I can't do that. I can't focus. I can't like get things done in that way. Like she can. And so yeah, I, I, it just goes back to like finding people who like are good at what you hate doing. Like, right. and then I was only paying her f- for five hours a week, but then like, I mean, compare that to me spending 20 hours a week doing the same thing. Like, I don't know, it's way more cost effective that way. Like I could be putting that 20 hours into like basically anything else, even if I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm just sitting on the couch watching Netflix, like to me, my time is worth more than that. You know, does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. Yeah your time is worth more than spending it on things that, that I hate that someone could do more effectively. <laughs> yes, someone exactly. else could do more effectively. Um, you mentioned that, that this now that you are outsourcing, now that you have this team around you, you're able to focus on the things that made you passionate about photography in the first place. Can you talk a little bit about what some of those things are? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you'll hear this from like every wedding photographer, but like people, mm-hmm. of course, like, I, when I started, I was just doing like self-portrait projects. I was back way back in the Flickr days when Mm -hmm. that was like a huge thing. Um, and then I started like taking photos of my friends and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And then I started taking photos of their families and like, I, I mean, I, I actually am a terrible family photographer, but I like enjoyed that and like Mm -hmm. taking photos of kids and then like that turned into me shooting weddings. And then I just instantly clicked with weddings. I felt like, I don't know. I just, the emotion, I guess, and the stories and like what, like I love right now in my business, like what it's grown into is basically like, I just can't believe that I have the honor and the opportunity to be able to be a part of someone's wedding day or, you know, their anniversary or their engagement or like whatever it is Mm -hmm. and that they trust me to be there and they trust me with their memories. And that like, 
I don't know. I just think it's so cool to see how hard other people love and how much they are loved, which is a reason why I love doing weddings is like, I just love like seeing their family dynamics and like feeling accepted into that. And like, I don't know, it's just such a cool thing. And it's broadened like my perspectives in so many ways outside of just, it's not just a job to me. It's so much more than that. Yeah. You, of course, have mentioned several times already that you have a team around you. Mm-hmm. So you are, I, I guess you're doing well in, in wedding photography, is yeah. that fair to say? <laughs> um, you've, you've found success in that. Yeah. Um, what was it, what do you think, is there something that separates your photography? Maybe it's your style, maybe it's your chemistry with your clients. You know, what is it that, that you have been able to kind of um, latch on to right. that's been able to, to work really well for you? I think just honestly like giving a shit and like having the right intentions with what I'm doing I feel like a lot of people they get into wedding photography or like whatever photography uh whatever it is it can apply to any industry but like wedding photography for the money or because they see other people doing it being success successful and they think that like oh like these people get to travel all around the world and get paid for it like that's what I want to do but really it's like no, it's like way more than that. Like it's a lot more draining than you think it is. Like maybe that's not your idea of success. Like just because the industry's idea of success is what it is doesn't mean that it should be yours. And like that was something that was hard for me to grasp in the beginning because like I got into photography and I saw like, okay, the people who are, I guess, successful, like they travel all over the world. They do destination weddings. They shoot like 60, 70 weddings a year and they're like always booked and like that's what I need to get to. And then I finally got there and I was like, what? No, this is not, this is not me. And like, I feel like it was really like a pivoting moment. I don't know if that's the right word, but like a pivotal moment where I was like, wait, I've been doing all of this the wrong way. I'm doing everything backwards. I'm thinking about like what like the industry's idea of success is and not my own. And so once I was able to like align my intentions with my idea of success and like go forward with that, that's when I really started to get the people like who are hiring me, I guess. Um, Like those are the people that I wanted to reach. And those are the people that like truly value me for who I am Mm -hmm. and not just like my work, but yeah, like me, which is like such a crazy thing, like that they feel so connected to like who I am through my work that like I that's why they want me to be their photographer because they feel comfortable with me before we even ever talk or meet or anything like that mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't remember if that answered the question or not yeah <laughs> I ramble <laughs> <laughs> no you're good um so you you got to this point where you were you know having 60 to 70 weddings per year and you realized you weren't happy with that right. how many weddings do you do per year now would you say seven okay wow yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Every year it's less and less. Like I did 70 one year and then I was like, okay, I'm going to scale back and do 30. And then I scaled back and did 12 last or this past year. Mm-hmm. And now this next year I'm only doing like six or seven. Okay. So yeah. Um, <laughs> would you say, because you made, you made this very conscious decision to focus on making each one of those special and something that you could really invest in. Um, I, I don't know if you're even going to be able to answer this question in a, in, you know, because it, it takes a lot of like, what if, but do you think you would have been able to 
start off that way and just limit yourself and be able to really invest in a few weddings if you hadn't have done the amount that you did in those 60 to 70 wedding years? Um, no. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to say because that's all I've known. Mm -hmm. Like that's just right. Which happened. is why I say it's yeah, not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, I don't think that I would be able to like give the experience that I give my couples now without all of that other experience that I've had over the past few years of shooting, you know, hundreds of weddings. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I, I just don't think that I would be able to like produce the quality of photos that I do. Yeah. And I don't think that I would have like the people skills and I don't think that people would trust me mm -hmm. as much as I, they do now. Like now when people hire me, like people email me and they already know they're going to book me. And then if I'm available and I right. can, right, then yeah. they're just like, okay, like they don't ask questions or anything. And like, I don't think I would be able to like, I wouldn't have gotten to that point without understanding all the things that go into it and how to like create those relationships and how to like set expectations before yeah. the relationship is even started really mm -hmm. before they even email me. So no, I don't, I don't think so. But yeah, it's like, I, I don't know anything different. So. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but from your perspective, would you say that, um, anyone trying to get into wedding photography, anyone trying to find success in wedding photography is going to inevitably have a point where it's just a grind, where it's just getting as many as you can and to be able to get to a point where you're able to do what you actually want to do. I kind of think so because I feel like for artists, like I think it's a characteristic that is like pretty common of like not knowing when to stop and not knowing like balance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I think like I could tell people like, Hey, you know, don't work too much or like, this is how you're going to feel. Or like, Hey, make sure you say no to these things or like, make sure you do this. But like people have to go through it to really know like what their breaking point is. And like when, yeah, like when it does start to feel like a grind or when it actually goes back to being fun, like, I feel like there's a lot of photographers that get into photography in their first year. They're just like on fire. They're super stoked. Like their business is growing. They're seeing progress. And then they get to a point where they're like, this is a lot bigger than I am and I don't know how to like tackle it all and take care of it all at, mm -hmm. all at once. Like, so I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just something that <laughs> it sucks, but people just have to like go through it and like figure it out on their own, regardless of whether like someone's preaching at them, telling them like not to, or like to limit it at the beginning. I feel like you have to like go through like the like highs and the lows and mm -hmm. the mountains and the valleys to be able to like get to that point where you feel good about yeah. what you're doing. Cause some, like for me, like, six weddings like some people look at me and they're like that like what <laughs> like how do you and like I don't know like I have a friend um and she shoots 60 weddings a year and that's perfect for her she's like I could never take less like mm -hmm. this is what makes me happy so yeah. it's really just dependent on who you are right so you also teach uh, workshops yeah um are those are those ones you do in person or do you do them online primarily um what do those look like? all the types okay <laughs> so I'll do in-person ones where uh like someone who is hosting a workshop will have me come out and teach. Yeah. And it's usually like a group of like usually around like 30 to 60 students. Mm -hmm. um, and then like I do my own in-person mentoring where people come to me and uh, we do like a day of like talking and shooting and editing. And then I do online wor uh, workshops. That's like what I've been really putting a lot of my energy into mm -hmm. um, just because I have a lot of people that like want to learn from me, which is like, super cool and crazy to me to think yeah. about. But, 
Um, I just like don't have the time to do it. So doing online works for me and it's great because then it's way more like, I don't know, budget friendly and affordable. And like a lot of the people that like learn from me are usually moms or they have families or they're going to college or they have another job and it's really hard for them to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's cool just cause then they can do it at their own pace and do it online. So I've been really pushing online stuff. Yeah. So then what, if, if you talk about, um, there are things that you, you obviously are have to offer and have to teach people, but there's also the, the value of going through it themselves and kind of learning what works for them what doesn't work for them, you know, having those times of grind versus um, being able to chase what you're actually passionate about. Um, So what role does an educator kind of play in that? Is it just about helping them discover what that is? Or is it, you know, is there, um, are you trying to teach the India Earl method? Or um, what does that look like? Um, I mean, I don't feel like I teach anything that's like, emotion based like it's usually like pretty information based just Mm -hmm. because I'm not good at like telling people how to live their lives like I don't know you or like I don't know what direction you want to go but um yeah like I basically will tell them everything that they want to know like a lot of times when people do like in-person sessions with me they I just tell them bring a list of questions and we go through and I answer every single thing that I possibly can but then we don't just like, I don't want to teach people, oh, this is how I do things. Like, I want to teach them, like, okay, what do you do right now? What do I do? How can we, like, mix those two things together to apply to your life? Because, mm-hmm. like, my circumstances are so different than most people's. So, like, how can we make it work for you and be sustainable and, like, be beneficial to you? Not, like, right now, but, like, long, long term. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, then my question is, how do you do it? Do what? And by that, I mean... <laughs> How would you describe your style of photography? Um, I Every time someone asks me this question, I really don't know how to answer. <laughs> um, I mean, it's very, like, emotion-based. I feel like a lot now, of it... When you say emotion-based, do you mean um, what you're trying to accomplish is conveying the emotion that they're feeling in that moment? Or is are, are, what, you, are what you are chasing after in your pictures an emotion? Or just, you know, the best representation of what is actually happening in I that picture? I think just, like, who they are. Like, it, not, like, so much the emotion in that moment. Like, for sure on wedding days, that's how it is. But a lot of my work is just couple sessions where I am basically directing everything. And, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know. So it's way different than a wedding because things aren't just like happening for me to take photos of like I have to create those moments and so much of it is based on friendship and trust I feel like which Mm -hmm. is like so cheesy sounding (laughs) but um yeah like I guess a lot of it is based off of like the relationship that I build with my couples and how to understand them and get to know them and how like I can get these complete strangers to be themselves in front of me and to feel comfortable and have fun and forget about the camera and forget that I'm just a stranger in the room with a camera, you know, wherever we're at. And to just like put them in a, in a place where they feel like they are completely present with one another and like just having a really fun time. Like I don't ever want to take anything too seriously and I don't ever take my photography that seriously and that's how my shoots go like it's really a lot of just like goofing off messing around like we're usually you know 
driving between different areas and like grabbing, you know, tacos in between at Taco Bell. And I don't know, just like, it's very like, we're just hanging out. And I feel like that is a lot of what goes into like, what makes my photos different is because I feel like I go the extra mile in a lot of areas with like finding the people that I will connect with and that will connect with me and how to like give them the best experience possible and then also giving them the best photos possible but so much of it is based around like the actual experience of like getting them to like a place where they can they feel like they can just completely be themselves they don't have to like small talk with me they don't have to like feel like they need to I don't know impress or I don't know I just want them to just be them and like not really give a shit just to let loose and have fun yeah now let's talk about your strap Oh, yeah. You are, did you design this strap or did you partner with the designer? What is, what is, what is this partnership that you have? Yes, partnership for sure. I am not smart enough to come up with that on my (laughs) own for sure. Um, so my partner is Weston. Uh, his business is called Rose Anvil. Um, he's based in Northern Utah and he is like one of my like really close friends. We've actually been like really, really close best friends for like, five years Mm -hmm. um and yeah so he actually has like a leather working and silversmithing business he does like really incredible wedding rings for men and um like wallets I don't know he like does so many different things he's just really good with his hands and um so a few years ago I like I had this dual camera strap and I hated it and it was causing me a lot of pain and it just sucked and it was super overpriced for what it was and I was really like bugged about it because like dual straps there's not really any like there's like only a few options that you can go to um and I had tried them all and none of them were great and so I had seen other people like on Etsy and stuff selling their own straps and things like that and I was like oh well I bet like Weston could come up with something for me that would be better and so like I went to him and I told him like all the stuff that I hated about my harnesses um what I wish they were like like features that I think that he should like incorporate and Mm -hmm. things like that and he was like I think I would want to make more than just one for you and I was like oh my gosh you definitely should (laughs) like I think that like I was like I'm pretty sure people would buy it like probably and then like we started prototyping and we started making it better and we actually did it over 200 prototypes Mm. um of like I tested every single one (laughs) which is so time consuming (laughs) but it was worth it um and like the more I went to, you know, workshops and things like that, the more I heard the same complaints that like I was having about the straps and, um, like everyone was just not very happy with the, uh, options that were out there. And so we kind of started doing like market research and stuff like that. And basically like I would bring Weston the ideas, he would put it into real life, make the harness, and then I would test it. And then we just go back and forth. And we finally got down to the final four designs that we now um, sell. And so we just did that on a Kickstarter and it actually ends in like three days from now. <laughs> so oh, well. it's almost over, but then- Probably um, by the time this episode airs, probably, it will be over. <laughs> yeah, but it will be available for like pre-order. Mm. And then in the springtime, people will be able to like actually like order it like a yeah. regular product so cool yeah is that something that you've ever had any sort of experience with before is like actual product development no because no. all my like yeah all my products that i do right now are all online digital right. files so yeah. doing something that's like tangible is like really really exciting but yeah there's like a lot of pressure on it to yeah. make it right but basically weston handles all of that so okay. well, cool. i get the easy end of things <laughs> 
Cool. Um, well, is there any... We, we usually like to ask our guests if there is any one piece of equipment that you can't live without or that you recommend to other people. So other than this strap, is there anything... First of all, what do you shoot on? I shoot on Canon 5D Mark IVs. Okay. So I shoot two bodies always. Um, and then, yeah, I have like a mix of Canon lenses and Sigma lenses. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Is there one lens in particular that it's kind of your fallback or your go-to? Probably the 50 millimeter 1.2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, if I had to get rid of every lens except for one, I would keep that one. That okay. one's I I've shot entire wedding days with it. It's like my favorite for sure. Cool. Uh, is there any other piece of equipment that you that you recommend? Oh, actually. <laughs> I'm like really obsessed with bags uh, okay. for like camera gear. I actually never carry a purse or anything like that or a backpack, but um, like I think I have 20 different bags for my gear. <laughs> but I think my favorite bag is the Pelican cases. I think okay. they're the 1510s mm-hmm. and Pictureline has them. That's we where I get do. mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we have like three of those for cool. all of like me and my husband's gear. So and those are like, you're, like the hard, hard Yeah, cases. the hard case ones. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do those, you know, those travel with you and everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- that's why I really like them is because, like, when I do travel, like, it always goes in the overhead bin no matter, like, how small the plane is. And I don't have to worry about having to, like, unpack my gear. And I don't know. It's just, like, great. And then, like, I've heard so many horror stories of people losing their bags because there's, like, two bags that look too similar mm-hmm. and someone else will take it and then they can't track it down. Because, sure. like, probably the other person picks it up and then gets out of the airport and there's, like, you know, $15,000 worth of gear in there. They're like, oh, this is a way better backpack than my clothes. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so, like, we, you know, sticker it up and put our lock on it. I don't know. Sure. I think that's probably my favorite piece of – my favorite bag for sure. But, yeah, one of my favorite pieces of gear. Cool. Awesome. Well, India, where can people uh, find your work? Um, my personal, like, photography work is at IndiaEarl.com, and my educational stuff is at IndiaEarlEducation.com. And you are on social media? Yes, <laughs> at India Earl. Just Instagram? Yep. Anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> I should. I should do more, but just I would, Instagram. I wouldn't, you know. I mean. If you're happy with the one, then there's yeah. no reason Facebook's to. Facebook's kind of dead, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. India, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having it. me. Thanks so much for listening to the Pictureline Podcast. Thanks to India for sitting down with us. Remember, you can see our full calendar of events and classes at pictureline.com. You can get all of India's gear recommendations and her website and Instagram in our show notes. Pictureline is located at 305 West, 700 South in Salt Lake City, and is your source for photography equipment, education, and more. If you enjoy the Pictureline Podcast, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way for us to reach a wider audience and gain visibility. You can listen to the Picture Line podcast wherever you get podcasts. We'll see you next week.